Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. So Ian, we had uh, episode 30, a grand old number of 30 we've reached now for the pod. I can't believe it, can you? Yeah, it's, it's gone amazingly quick. Yeah. Uh, we had two special guests on, two all-rounders from Derbyshire. Mm. Uh, guest and uh, Anna's doll, two quite different characters, I believe. Exceptionally different characters, um, but gel together really well. Yeah, and let's hope they can gel together on the cricket field as well, because we've got captain and vice-captain, which you'll come across in the interview. Mm-hmm. Definitely. Yeah. Any secrets, anything come out of it, or shall we just wait and see what they say? I think we'll have to wait and see what they say, and then obviously there's the stuff that we talk about off uh, uh, that we can't repeat. Okay, mate, yes. Let's over to Cow Corner with Ian Livingston, uh, Brooke Guest, and Anish Dahl. Welcome again to Stump Sums and Beer Pumps, everybody. And in Cow Corner with me, Ian Livo, are a couple of players who have particularly made a big impact at Derbyshire since the arrival of Mickey Arthur last season. Most definitely, both gents can be described as all-rounders. And today we are joined by Derbyshire's one-day cup captain, batter, wicketkeeper, and the guy who played more minutes than anybody else last season, Brooke Guest. How are we, Brooke? I'm very well, mate. Thank you. How are you? Yeah, good. Good for, for a Tuesday lunchtime anyway. And sat alongside Brooke, we have his vice-captain, Batter, bowler, so he is an all-rounder as well. Uh, the heart and core of Derbyshire County Cricket Club, according to his coach, Mickey Arthur. Anuj Dahl, Dip, PFS. How are we, Anuj? Very well, thanks, Ian. Very well. I'm very proud of that Dip, PFS, I bet, aren't you? <laughs> it's It's got a certain ring to it, I, I won't lie. <laughs> yeah, I must admit, I had to look up what to say. Is it DIP, PFS, or is it Dip, PFS? You have to understand what to you say got, there. You've got so. a spot on. That's you all right. Spot on first time. I know where to come for financial advice then. <laughs> I don't even need to pay you for advertising that. It's sorted. It is, definitely, definitely. Hey, listen, you've both been at Derbyshire a couple of years now, a good a few years more for yourself, Anage. Um, and you're both very much settled, part of the furniture almost that describe you. But can we just go back to the beginning with both of you and start with you, Brooke, and just give us an idea of your uh, your earliest memories of cricket back up north in Manchester? Yeah, so it would have been playing in playing bits of that garden cricket with with my brother and my dad um, would have been the earliest memories. But my first memories of joining up with the club team would have been when I moved over to Australia, um, playing club cricket over there. So that was my first uh, team memories of, of playing cricket. Uh, but my first memories as a family and individuals with my, uh, my dad and my brother in the back garden. 
And then when you come back from Australia, it was was it Sale Cricket Club you started with then? Yeah, Sale was my first club when I moved back over here. Um, seems like a long time ago now, uh, probably about seven or eight years ago when I was a young 18-year-old. You're still young now, mate, trust me. Sale played a good level in the Cheshire League, but then you did move on to Timperley, um, who play an even better level, don't they? There, so it just gives an idea. I mean, most of our listeners are club cricketers. How do you find that level of club cricket up at the Cheshire League? Yeah, I think it's a good standard, and I think it's known as being one of the better, better um, club cricket competitions around, mm-hmm. um, particularly in the north. Um, so it was a good, good standard. Obviously, like you say, I started in Division One with with Sale, and then moved up to the Prem with with Timpley. Um, and there definitely was a rising standard when I moved across to Timpley as well. Definitely, definitely. And obviously, that's where you got sort of scouted and spotted by Lancashire and onto their books in the first place. We'll come back round to that in a second. But yourself, Anage, you're you're a Staffordshire lad, actually, aren't you? Sort of, you're from the other side of Stafford to where I am. I'm in Burton. You're from Newcastle on the line. I'm actually just to correct you. I'm actually I'm not sure where this has come from, but I'm Newcastle upon time. You're um, kidding me. So I, I'm not entirely sure where. I think some someone has got a fact wrong somewhere, and it's just like so. Uh, two questions. When he or my my previous agent, when he when I first signed with him, he said, "Oh, I think you're only about ten minutes away from me." And I thought yeah. Newcastle to Stafford is quite a bit more than ten minutes, but. <laughs> Uh, yeah, I, I'm, I'm glad. Hopefully that can get out there now. Just uh, Definitely. <laughs> just There's two two very important questions then. Why don't you speak like Mark Wood? <laughs> Why don't I bowl like Mark Wood? Is that the other one? <laughs> and, and the second question was, how on earth do you end up down in Nottingham then? Yeah, I mean, I was I was only there for about three, three or four years. So my parents were my parents were based there for a little bit. We were... Yeah, we were there for a, for a short period, and then Dad got a job in in Nottingham. Or right. in fact, it was actually working at Rolls Royce in Derby. Okay. Uh, we just ended up living in living in Nottingham. So yeah, funny. But I'm glad I'm glad I could clear that up. <laughs> it was one of the right. people well, ask. I think you need to clear ESPN Crick Info up as well because they still say Newcastle on the line. <laughs> um, yeah, and I, I think there's no. I know. Always... I, know. I always see very very. Yeah, it's yeah, it's strange. I, I'm not sure where it first came up, but it's it's stuck. So <laughs> I've just kind of embraced it. Well, you, there's no Staffordshire accent in there, or or a Geordie accent. So you sort of you, you've settled down where, where you are. Obviously, definitely, you've you've been down in Nottingham now for many years. Then, obviously, in that, around this area, so you, you're obviously a product of the the Nottinghamshire pathway. Um, you you played from a very early age with the the under 11s, 13s, etc. How did that come about? Just from playing club cricket, a bit like Guesty, you know, go through the go through the club cricket ranks, and I played for Kimberley Cricket Club when I was as young as I can remember, really six, seven years old. Quick cricket all the way through, and um, I loved it there. It was my home club growing up. I had a lot of good friends. My coaches there, you know, fantastic, and and really, you know, got the the love of the game into me. So yeah, kind of went from there. I, I, I think I was, I think I was nine when I first got into the Nottinghamshire youth system. I was playing mm-hmm. an age group above to the under 11s and loved it. It was you know, kind of sparked my curiosity to, to to wanting to become a professional cricketer. And yeah, I was fortunate enough to to get through and and, and get given the chance. So at that age, were you a batter and a bowler as well? I was, I was an all, I was a batter and bowler and kept a little bit as. Uh, oh. As much as it, uh, as much as I'd think now, and think who on earth would be a keeper? Yeah, yeah. I did, I did all three. I used to bowl. I used to bowl an over a pace, an over an off spin, an over a leg spin, and then go and chuck the keeping pads on and go and keep. <laughs> Guesty, can you do the same? You can. It's a bowl off spin. It's a handy off spin. Okay. I'll take that. <laughs> okay. So um, you've always been a keeper and a batter, though, bro. Yeah. Yeah. Mainly through through my young uh, 
young ages of playing cricket, obviously, as everyone did, they all tried their hand at a bit of bowling, a bit of batting, a bit of keeping, a bit of everything. But for for a long time, I've been been more of a, a keeper. Yeah, I haven't haven't bowled too many overs in uh, recent years. <laughs> but it sounds like in nets there might be the offspring coming out every now and again. Come out every now and then when we need a wicket, I think. No comment. If it gets it, so if, I, if we're looking on the stream and we see Fletch introduce you as a bowler, we know we've got an issue. Correct. Correct. Fair enough. Even bigger issue when Alan just putting the pads on. Yeah, <laughs> very much so. That that will answer a question that I, I've got a bit later on. I'll, I'll ask it now then. So is that last season, Anuj, I, I was fascinated that you didn't play in the T20, but you were officially Brooks cap slash helmet provider because you ran back and forth more than anybody else on the whole of the ground to swap between overs. Is that because you really wanted to put the pads on? <laughs> it's a job I'm never doing again. Yeah, I, you know, it's just one of those, I think, T20 cricket, you have to be, you have to be quick, and you know every minute is quite precious in that. So, you know, if it's like it's like the unlucky straw you get drawn as twelfth man if you guess his helmet provider because uh, he wants it on and off and every over. So, I'm not yeah, saying a word. One of those jobs. He, I, we would look from the stands and we think that keeper is a pain in the backside. To be frank, swapping every single over, but I'd sell it this way if I was you, Amage. You're the fittest and the quickest, so you needed to get on and off. So there was an official roller. <laughs> yeah, I hope my role changes for next year. That's uh, let's put it that way. Without a shadow, without a shadow. Hey, listen, you've talked briefly both of you about sort of your, your junior startups. Let, let's just look quickly at the Derbyshire pathway right now. We've had some exciting news in the last week with Bin Naeem being selected for the England Lions. What advice would you give to you know the, the, the players who are on that pathway? We've got some really good players in the Derbyshire pathway. What advice would you give them looking ahead sort of where, where they are? I think obviously it's it's all about working hard, isn't it? I think at, at a younger age, you learn so much by playing mm. so much cricket and it's putting yourself out there and playing as much as you can to, to gain experience in different conditions against different people, whether it's yeah. people that are older than you or... Mm-hmm. or younger or whatever it is and just embracing the different challenges that come which further down the line will help you most definitely and without a shadow the pathway's been uh run very very well by darren at the moment i think and some of the players that are coming through are, are exceptional to say the least and uh, i think we've got one or two in the squad for the one day cup haven't we we've come right through that pathway which is fabulous to see because we, we want to be a club that breeds our own talent all the way through i think don't we yeah definitely i think i think the one thing that stands out you know, this club in particular compared to a lot of other clubs is that the opportunity is there. And it's something that, you know, as a youngster coming through the pathway, it's a massive thing knowing that you perform, you do the right things, you hold yourself to high standards and, and you get rewarded the opportunity to to play. And, you know, it was one of the biggest things that, or one of the biggest reasons why I wanted to come to this club was because you knew if you performed well in second team cricket or in, in the pathway in the academy stuff, you, you get given opportunity and, yeah. and you can go out and and, and forge a career for yourself, and I think that's that's the biggest thing that our youngsters get, and it's and it's really a privilege. Is that you know at, at certain other bigger counties, you know you might do as much as you can do in second team cricket, but mm. still, you know you have to wait for an opportunity or you have to wait for an injury to to get a chance. And yeah. you know that that's the one fortunate thing here is that you know you do all the right things, and you know we've got the structure, we've got the foundation to be able to blood our youngsters, and you know to give them chances early on, which. You know, when I was a 17 and, and when Gessie was a 17, 18-year-old, we, you know, we were desperate for. So, you know, it's a, it's a massive statement to this club. It's a massive statement to how, how we are as, you know, as players wanting to see our yeah. youngsters come through and and help them through. It's, um, you know, it's a real, uh, real statement for the club. 
Most definitely. And I think we'll come, I'm going to use that word that you've used very clearly. Opportunities says a lot. Let's look back at last year very briefly for yourself, Anaj. Is that the word that helps you for last the opportunity you got from Mickey last year and the success to get to almost a thousand runs at a ridiculous average during the season? Was it that opportunity that clicked, or was there something else for you? Yeah, it was. I, I, it's been something that I was striving for for such a long time. I think getting a getting a set role in the side and given given a regular opportunity to go out and and do the role that I wanted to do for a long yeah. time. You know, in my head it was clear. You know, part of it was. I think the two words that stuck out for me last year were opportunity and clarity. And those two kind of worked together and it was it was great. I was I was desperate to do that role. And I remember the conversations Mickey was having with with me when he was in his hotel room in Sri Lanka. You know, he was was talking about how I saw myself and how mm-hmm. I could see myself contributing to the side. And that was, you know, I, I told him straight away that's what I wanted to do was to, you know, to be that four seamer, to bat at number seven and 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 give give some valuable runs down the order and and also contribute with the ball. So I think that was a big a big spark of it. Obviously, Mickey is very he's very passionate, c- communicates very well, and yeah. you know that's something that I've been I've been really fond of since he arrived. Is just how he interacts with the squad and, mm-hmm. and how he drives us every day to try and be the best player we are. So yeah, that that was a big part I think from last year's success. And looking at yourself, Brooke, last year again that word opportunity came. To a certain extent, because obviously uh, Harvey had to retire and was injured, but you not only took the opportunity last year, you took it with not just your gloves, you took it with your pads, your bat and everything else. And you played every single game all the way through the season, didn't you? Yeah, no, and I agree with what Nudge said. Obviously, it's about getting that opportunity. And and I think when you get a run of games as well and know you're going to get a run of games, you can you allow yourself to play mm. with that bit more freedom. When you think that you're, you're playing game to game, playing for your spot every game, you obviously yeah. you haven't got that same freedom. You tense up a little bit and you you don't play your natural game always. Mm. So I think for both of us last year, getting that run of games, knowing that we were going to play, it allows you to play your game a bit more freely and, and go out there and express yourself a bit more and to no one's surprise, rewards come. And and yeah, I think I think the the fact that Mickey came in and, and spoke with a lot of players about what their role was and how they how he saw them doing it and that allowed people to have to have good seasons last year. Definitely. And in terms of that consistency and clarity is a good word again. The amount of games you played back to back, Brooke, for a wicket keeper in particular, I think that's really important, isn't it? No, definitely, definitely. You'll see match form and match fitness is the the most important thing in season. Um and I mm-hmm. think think for everyone the more chance you get to play out in the middle, particularly as a batsman, batting out in the middle is you, you can't you can't replicate it. Batting in the nets is is nothing like it. Obviously, you don't have the same fielders around. You don't have the same pressures. Yeah. So I think particularly in season, the more time you get to spend in the middle, it, it helps everyone. And has anyone done a calculation of what percentage you actually did spend in the middle last year? Because it was just ridiculous, wasn't it? <laughs> I, I'd, I'd hate to see how much time it was because it would have been a, a hell of a lot. <laughs> I, th- I think we need to ask our friend David Griffin to work that one out because it he'll have that those down to the last minute or only about how that was an incredible amount of time. And yeah, I'm a big believer that fitness has made a massive difference across cricket, whether it be club cricket all the way through to international. And I, I do believe I'm looking at two of the, the fittest players within the squad from the amount of time you spent on that pitch last year and the way you can bat bowl your fielding as well, um, Anuj. How big's that been in part of what Mickey's brought to the team? Yeah, it's it's been it's been really big. Um, I think probably more so than anything, I think just the standards that he's brought to us as a as a group of players, I think, you know, holds us to account, but also gives us something to strive for. It's it, you know, it's really big. I, I think 
we've been at stages as a club where I don't think we've quite had that accountability and we've had probably a bit more uh, of a relaxed environment, which, you know, can work in certain situations and, and also doesn't work in certain situations. So, mm-hmm. you know, what, what he came in straight away was that, look, you know, we're a professional team. These are the standards that we hold each other to and, and this is how we're going to be. And and first and foremost within that was was obviously our fitness levels and, and how we are, you know, and it's big. And, and Mickey said, you know, it's it's every county is going to be doing the same thing. And, and you know, the first game of every year, everyone's always going to say that they're, they're going to be the fittest team that, that they've ever been. But where it actually holds true is that when we get to the to the end of the season in September, you know, where we are kind of now mm. is that those guys that can stay on the park for the longest are, are going to be the guys that are going to be challenging for results and challenging for promotion and challenging for trophies at the end of the day. So, you know, that's been the noticeable shift, I think, is, you know, it's been tough. I, I, last year was probably the hardest, you know, the hardest stuff I've, I've found it and hardest stuff seen it at this, at this club. But, mm-hmm. you know, again, it's, um, it's something that's going to hold you in good stead, um, knowing that you've put the hard work in. Most definitely. It's, it's something that I think is becoming more and more apparent, as I say, all the way through from international to club cricket. Um, you know, we, we are very proud of our club that we're putting some players forward for county trials this year for the first time in a long, long time. Uh, and all we're focused on with these players is fitness and fielding. You know, because the, the batting and the bowling and the technical stuff, they've got to learn, they, they can learn a lot more of that. But the batting and the, the fitness and the fielding is something that the pathway guys are saying, get that right. And all the rest can come with it, and I think that's what you guys have found, isn't it? Yeah, definitely. And I think I think you look at people that come into the pathway trials and stuff like that. They can all bat, they can all bowl, and people that are picked uh, tend to be the ones that are the better fielders and the fitter ones, yeah. even if they're even on their batting and bowling um, skills are quite similar or mm. abilities are quite similar. Um, quite often, the one that can can feel better or is the fitter of the two will will get picked as well. Okay, Brooke, for our Super Over, we like to ask each of our guests six quick-fire questions and just want your answers as quick as you can, please, sir. So let's start with, Brooke Guest, your favourite ground? Derbyshire County Ground. Your favourite batter? Wayne Madden. Your favourite bowler? James Anderson. Favourite tipple? A great question. I quite like a pale ale. Okay. Your favourite cricket tea item of choice? Do enjoy when there's a pizza on option. Oh, yeah, yeah. And your sporting hero, cricket or otherwise? Sporting hero, Roger Federer. Very nice. Thanks for that, Brooke. Thank you. Okay, Anuj Dahl, it's time for your super over. Six quick fire questions, six quick fire answers. Let's start with what is your favourite ground? Lords. Favourite batter? White Madsen. Favourite bowler? Del Stein. Favourite tipple? Uh, Fanta Lemon. Zero nice. calorie option. Your favourite cricket tea item of choice? Victoria sponge cake. Very nice. And your, your sporting hero, cricket or otherwise? Uh, cricket, Jack Callis. Otherwise, Rafa Nadal. Brilliant. Thanks for that, Anuj. No worries. So let's come forward to this year and just sort of have a recap of where we're at. Um, you've you've had a phenomenal season so far, Brooke, haven't you? With with the bat. What you know, what is what's clicked there for you? What's different with the bat? What. Exactly like we said before, I think clarity. I think um, whether it's been red ball or white ball, I think it's been clarity around what my role is. Obviously, the T20 competition, I obviously have improved a lot on last year. And I think that was simplifying my game and 
not trying to complicate it, not trying to hit the ball in, in fancy areas and just being keeping it quite simple, yeah. stand still and hit the ball hard. And I think I think having lads at the other end that are in at the time when I'm coming in as well obviously always help having someone that you know, right, I can see a few balls to get my eye in, work them around. Mm-hmm. And you've got someone at the other end taking the pressure off you, obviously, both both Matt and, and Leas had um, very good competitions this yeah. year, which which was amazing to see for the side um, mm-hmm. and allowed me to play that role that I did. Almost, almost a finisher role to a certain extent. Yeah, I think Mickey did label me as that a few times this season in our group chat, so it was not a role that I played too often before, but, no. um, but nice to have contributed to the side in that way this year. Definitely. And you're right, not everyone can play the shots that Wayne plays with those wrists of his, can they? they I mean, he can play balls into places that 99% of people can't do. But it just shows that just bloody good cricket shots, they, they work at wherever you are, don't they? Yeah, exactly. It's about knowing your game and, and playing to your strengths at the end of the day. Obviously, Matt is a ridiculous T20 player, um, well, a ridiculous player at full stop, but his T20 game has been has been very good since I've joined the club and I've seen a lot more of him. Like I say, not everyone's going to be able to play the way that he does, but no. if you play to your strengths, it can it can certainly work out for you. What about yourself, Anish, this season so far? How, are you, how If you had to score your season out of 10 so far, what would you do? I'd say I'd probably I'd say it's probably mixed. I think you know I was injured after the second game, which which didn't you know didn't help things. I think preparation wise, it was tough at the start of the year, especially as a, mm-hmm. you know we didn't have. I think we had one or maybe two days at Trent Bridge, you know, to try and get through your loads as a bowler wasn't wasn't ideal mm-hmm. preparation. You're coming in, you know, feeling undercooked and feeling a little bit underprepared, and it's and it's at that time really that you want you want a couple of weeks, you want two three weeks, not just getting time in the nets and. You know, bowling at batters in you know in the nets, but you want time out in the middle because yeah. you know matchovers. You know, similar to batting, time in the middle is is very different. And you know, it didn't really have that. And you know, unfortunately, you know, got injured after that second game, which you know put me back and it meant that I was coming in. You know, pretty much at the time of the other T20s, which yeah, you know, which which again was 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 tough. But you know, I, I said to myself this this year was you know I'm just going to try and you know try play try and play with a little bit of freedom in the in the 2020 stuff and we had a second team comp coming into that and you know there were obviously warm up games before we went in and started our season at the uh, at the blast off so um, yeah it was nice I, I just I think more so than anything that I was that was my my pretty much my time coming back in so I wasn't trying to overthink it I had four or five weeks off where you know where I wasn't really thinking too much about cricket at that point it was just trying to get myself back into a stage where I was fit enough again mm-hmm. to, to get back up and into the middle and you know I think G summed it up quite nicely there was actually you don't overthink it you just keep it simple and yeah. and, and you go back into it and you know somehow managed to find myself into the T20 team back at five which you know which was a which was a nice surprise and you know it, which was something that I've, I've wanted to do I think mm-hmm. I think I found it I found it tough I think uh, it's never batted in that position in first team cricket before and especially in T20 cricket yeah you know you come after Wayne and you come after Lewis and you're thinking blooming hell this is <laughs> this is tough work but you know it, it's something that I look back on and I think you know I've, I made some mistakes in that and I look back and think actually you know what I'm, I'm glad I did because you know I learned from that and hopefully next year I can come back stronger. But uh, you know again coming back into the four day stuff, it's you know being a chat. I think the, the games we played in particular, we played on some flat wickets here, which you know especially the last one, yeah, especially <laughs> the last one, yeah. You know, but it's part and parcel. You know, things especially in four day cricket, yeah. 
you know, things can go either way. And I, I think it's more so just trying to capitalize on it wherever you can. And, mm. you know, that, that for me is, is, you know, is the key. And I think if I can put myself in positions where I can try and set us up with a bat or try and contribute with the ball, I think is always how I'm going to measure my season. And, you know, I, I wouldn't say, you know, we, we've still got four, four important games to go. So, you know, I, you know, hopefully I can contribute in those and, and put ourselves into a good position where we can have a good, a good run in the last four. Most definitely. Most definitely. Tell me, Brooke, you know, it's interesting listening to the way Alice described how his season's gone there. And it brings me to that big question about the schedule and the way the schedule is fitted in left, right. So I'm not, we're not going to debate the politics of that right now, but just tell me as a, as a player, how difficult is it for you to adapt from four day to T20 to four day to, you know, how difficult is that for you? Yeah, it's obviously it's obviously one of the big challenges in counter cricket, obviously, particularly during the blast when you do go to a four-dayer uh, <laughs> and only having sort of a, two days in between the games. So you don't have a lot of time to, to go and have a net and do some training or anything. Mm. It's sort of trying to get your head mentally around mm. adjusting between the two. And like you say, it, it was quite difficult for me going from batting at five, six this year, being the, the finishers type role, to then going back into batting three, yeah. keeping in line, leaving the ball. Um, it's it's very tough. Uh, it's a tough um, task to do. But but like we say, it's that that more trying to get your head mentally around around the change mm-hmm. rather than necessarily doing too much technically because we don't have the time to. Most definitely. Most de- now, I'm going to ask you for a very quick answer to this question. I'll ask you first, Brooke. Which of the three formats is your favourite? Red Bull. Red Bull game, yeah. Hanage? You know what? I actually, I actually don't know. I, don't, I, I find that a very difficult question to answer because there are some times in in four day cricket and you think, oh my word, what is going on? Uh, you know, if you bowled 20, 25 overs in a day and you're thinking, you know, this is a, this is a brutal <laughs> game. But I think that's I think that's the part that makes it so so enjoying is that you have to come back and it's it's a grind that you yeah. come back and you you know you test yourself day in day out but I think that makes it so rewarding as a player mm-hmm. but you know you can't you can't get away with playing under uh, you know packed packed crowds you know under floodlights you know that that's its own it's its own uh you know okay. so I think I think there's 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 perks of, of both uh or all three formats but yeah very difficult to put a, a favorite for me okay well I'm, I'm going to give you my <laughs> own personal opinion is that I think the both of you are incredibly well suited to where we're at right now, the One Day Cup. I think you've both got that ability from a number three Brook to a finisher. You're an all rounder. I think fifty, you know, fifty over games suits the both of you. And you get a bit of both, then, don't you? You can leave one or two more than you would do in a T20 Brook, but not too many, obviously. But you know, we've had a difficult start to the One Day Cup at Derbyshire with two defeats, despite reaching two hundred ninety-eight in each. Um, what have you been saying in the dressing room to the lads, Brooke, to make that difference in the future? Yeah, I think of what we spoke about in the change room after, or even before these two games, has been trying to be a bit braver as a team and a bit more taking the positive option, whether that's with the ball and, and taking that slight risk to try and get a wicket or with the bat taking that extra risk to try and get try and hit the boundary and put a bit more pressure on, mm-hmm. on the bowlers. So I think that's been the key, the key that we spoke about. Obviously, we've, we've made just under 300 in the two yeah. games so far where potentially we should have made 323.30. So I think we're, we're definitely looking to try and be a bit braver in the in the upcoming games with, with both bat and ball. So I think that will be hopefully what will pay pay dividends for us in these in these two, well, in the, the next couple of games leading into the back end of the competition. Yeah, most definitely. And I think 
for me, it's it is that balance between the four day and the the T twenty. You're going to have a bigger crowd in for a, a fifty over most days, uh, especially since the school holidays and the, the club have got a fantastic offer on with juniors uh, coming in for free, obviously as well. It, it, you, you can't get better entertainment. Thankfully, the weather's a bit better than it was last Saturday when <laughs> absolutely nobody got to play whatsoever. But what do you look forward to in these home games in particular? And when you know, you you're going to get a decent crowd in. Yeah, well, I've played here quite a few times where you get. You get a nice crowd. It's a good atmosphere. Lots of juniors around, and it's it's that buzz that you get. You know, it's it's almost like a T twenty that's just toned down a little bit. You know, it's a different crowd. They're more engaging, and it's yeah, it just gives you a good feel as a player. Obviously, coloured kit, white ball. You get the you know, it gives you the murmurs of a T twenty game without quite you know having that that status. But I think you know, as as much as anything, it's you know, it's an opportunity to play to play limited over cricket, which um, you know I've done a massive amount of in in my career. So it's you know, it's, it's really nice. I, you know, I'm really enjoying really enjoying opportunity to play regularly again in this format and with with guys away to the hundred. You know, again, it gives more opportunity to you know, to the to the likes of myself and and G to to kind of play that more senior role and mm-hmm. and have that more responsibility on our shoulders. So most definitely, you know, it's really it's really nice, and you do that under a you know a home ground where you get you know lots of support from you know from our spectators. It's always nice. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know, I I think I only got two or three in the last game, and it came off with a big uh, big standing ovation, which is always <laughs> which is always quite nice. But yeah, you know, it's it's yeah you know, again it's it's a it's a nice feeling. I think when you've got your own support, it's it's almost like a twelfth man. You get you get that extra bit of support and. You know, if you get a wicket, you, you always you get the crowd behind you. There's notoriously at the Nuffield end, you get a big uh, applause from the stand, the guys that sit in the stand over there. So yeah, it's it's just that extra little bit of uh, that bit of backing that you always it's always nice to get, and it's it's a nice feeling to have. Yeah, most definitely. So, how did you feel, Brooke, when you were told by Mickey that he wanted you to skip the team in the One Day Cup? Yeah, obviously it was a, a great moment for me. Uh, I'd spoke to him last year about in our appraisals at the end of the season. Obviously, he spoke to us about what we see is doing going forward and that mm-hmm. and and I said that one of my goals was to was to lead a, a county side at some point in my career and obviously he came up to me during the uh, back end of the last couple of Red Bull games and said oh I'm thinking of potentially making you captain and that what do you mm-hmm. think and I was like I jumped at the idea was 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 more than happy to do it and and I, I see it as a, a challenge to, to take my game further as well yeah. obviously um leading the side as well as as well as focusing on my batting and my keeping as well and see it as a good challenge to to take my career further even forward uh, further forward and potentially in in future years maybe do it a little bit more if the uh, opportunity arises yeah most so did you choose your vice captain or did mickey uh mickey mickey chose got an opportunity there that was a loaded question (laughs) (laughs) but no i think i think nudge was definitely the right choice um at the time as well so i think uh I think it's given us both some some extra responsibility around the change room and on the field, which we both both jumped at the chance for. Most definitely, and it's I think you know, you've you've both been leaders in different ways in the club over the last couple of years. So it's that recognize being recognised in this way is fabulous, isn't it? And you know the, the future. What we don't know what it's going to be hold. Obviously, Lewis is going to be elsewhere when it comes to uh, next season. Um, there's going to be an opportunity opportunities there as well. Just looking forward to that. You you're looking forward to the that pound in the gloves of the two fast bowlers you've got coming in, Brooke. Yeah, no, it'll be nice. Obviously, we've we've had some quick bowlers in the, in the past couple of years playing for us, but obviously. It'll be nice to have a few few different angles. Obviously, with mm. with Mohammed Amir, obviously a left armor with with his experience as well. I think it'll be it'll be amazing for our bowling group yeah. to see how he goes about his business and and to gain experience off him through conversation. Obviously, um, 
he's living over here at the minute and that so he's he's been around the training ground today brilliant um, which is great to see so it'll be great to to have a, a few few new faces in that bowling group and and hopefully help us push for our our goals as a team for next year and as a bowler and are you looking at these guys and thinking right that's where I've got to push a bit further yeah i mean you know it's it's great to have a lot of experienced players in i think you know when i when i joined we had an absolute battery of of, of seamers and, and very experienced seamers and it was great you know being able to pick their brains and mm. you know and try to work out um you know kind of what you do I, I i'm still very close with with tony paladino one of the legends of the club here you know fantastic bowler brilliant asset you know with with the ball very tactical uh very tactically aware as well and very. you know he, he was a, he was a massive one for me we did a lot of work together and you know, I see how he was and how he operated as, as someone that's, you know, not too dissimilar to, to how I look to try and operate as well. Mm-hmm. So, you know, the, the, the more guys we bring in that, that have got these wealth of experience, you know, it's it's um, it's brilliant because you, you get to tap into that. And at the end of the day, you've got, uh, you know, someone at mid on, mid off, you know, more likely yeah. our bowlers that are, that are trying to rest themselves at mid on, mid off. And, you know, you get that when you're walking back to your mark and you get the you get the little bit of words of wisdom and, and to try and say, why don't you try this? Why don't you try that? You know, again, which are, are, are really important. And, you know, something that as a as a bowler and, you know, when you're into into longer spells and sometimes you're not thinking it as clearly as you, as you might do when you're mm. a bit fresher, um, it, it can really help. And I think, you know, again, when you when you bring in guys that have this talent, it's you know it's pushing you to 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 work hard to try and be as best as you can and uh, and make sure that you're 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 keeping up with the with the standards and and the composition. So you know it's only going to further this club, and you know I'm looking forward to seeing what they can contribute down the line. Yeah, we look forward to have the speed gun out there next year. I think, don't we, and see uh, who who gets up there with the speed gun down at the Encore without a shadow. Tell me. We're coming to the, towards the end of our chat, so we've got to ask the obvious question. What are your targets for the end of the season, Brooke? I'd like to match last year on getting 400s in the Championship. Um, that would be good. That's a big goal of mine. Obviously, hopefully we can push for the, the quarterfinals of the, or the finals of the um, one-day competition as mm-hmm. well. Obviously, we need to turn that round quite quickly because um, it will... It, this competition does come thick and fast. Well, I'd say those two are my big goals for for the uh, for the rest of this season. And yourself, Anage? So, uh, yeah, probably similar. I think I think in the one day composite, especially, I think if we can we can turn around as a group and and, and like G said, you know, momentum in these kind of competitions is is key. And, and who knows, you know, where we can be. Last year in the T Twenties, yeah, we lost. I think it was the first four, and then won the won the back end, won nine yeah. games in a row, whatever it was, Absolutely. and ended up in there. You know, in T Twenty, so it's amazing what can happen. I think we've got we've got that belief in the squad. We've got some, you know, we've got some good additions. Lordy, obviously coming in, we've got the experience with with Watty, you know, coming coming back in as well. So yeah, it's gonna be it's gonna be really exciting. I think hopefully we can if we can get you know one good game where we start to gel as a as a unit and see what we can what, you know see what we're capable of. Then yeah. you know who, who knows where we'll be in in a couple of weeks' time. But yeah, I think similarly again with the with the four day stuff. You know, we haven't haven't quite been where we've at. I think. I think one thing that's been telling you for us this year uh, was was taking twenty wickets as a mm-hmm. as a group of players. I think that's, it's, you know, it's always the hard part. And I think when you play on uh, on on slightly more batter friendly wickets, I think it makes it even more challenging. You know, and again, I, I look at last year as well, and I think there's there were a couple of games where we potentially took the more aggressive option, didn't quite work out, and you know, then it it, it ended up we you know we were a kind of a mid table finish where yeah. it was who knows you know. You play the braver option, it, it comes off, and all of a sudden you're hunted for promotion, which which we were, you know, in the last few games of the year. So again, you never know where you can be. I think you you string, you know, four wins. Who knows what can happen? You know? So I think 
I think that's that's the important thing. I, I think I, me personally, I, I never try and look too far ahead to take each game as it comes and uh, and try and contribute to wherever you can. And, and ultimately, if you can get some wins, then happy days. Yeah, it'd be nice to end the season on a bit of a high. It's been, it's been a, a bit of an in-and-out season for, for various reasons, hasn't it? I think, as you say, it's finding that balance between taking the risks and actually you know, delivering on the pitch and taking all those wickets, isn't it? So it's been absolutely fabulous chatting with you guys. And you know, we wish you luck with the One Day Cup and the return of the Red Ball in a few weeks' time. Um, fingers crossed we get a little bit of luck with the weather over the next few weeks because clearly... Uh, Mr. Godrich has had some fun down on the ground with that over the last couple of weeks, hasn't he? So, you know, hopefully he, he gives you the pitches that you want and we get those results that you want. So, thanks very much for your time and we look forward to catching up with you again soon. Thanks, man. Cheers. So, that, I really enjoyed that interview, Ian, with the two guys. Interesting to hear that uh, there's a mistake on Nudge's uh, year <laughs> and on... Uh, was it on Crick Info or something as well? Crick Info, Wikipedia, all reckons he's a Staffordshire lad from Newcastle on the line. He's from Newcastle upon Tyne. He's a Geordie. Oh, and, well, yeah, but you'd never guess from his voice, would you, sir? You can't believe everything you read, can you? Exactly. What, what's been happening at Windsor? What's uh, what we got to report back? Oh, so the, let's start with the, uh, the the little downer that we got knocked out the Brewery Cup on a very dark night at Tamworth. Yeah, it was unfortunate. We we travelled over to Tamworth uh, for the quarterfinals. Uh, Tamworth batted first, got one two. Was it one three four? One twenty two, I think it was. Like yeah, that. yeah, in the one twenties and yeah. uh, massive ground, absolutely huge ground, biggest ground I think I've ever been on. Yeah, huge. Uh, it was a good night. Uh, yeah. Some cricket played by both sides, but it did go dark, didn't it, at the end? I couldn't see a thing. I, I couldn't see it at the start because it was that far away, but never mind. It was, uh, But, yeah, good luck to uh, Tamworth. They now play through to the finals day, which is, I think, on the 20th of August. Yeah, Sunday the 20th of August at Trentside Cricket Club. You've got Hammerwich, yeah. Dunstall, Litchfield and Tamworth. Um, yeah. All going through to the semi-finals, and it's three games in one day at Trentside. So it's a decent day if you want to get over there. Obviously, yeah, that's the twentieth of August. Starts in the morning. I'm sure yeah. there'll be plenty on at, uh, at Trentside. So one big thing that's going on at the moment: it's holiday season. Teams struggling to get teams out. Yeah, uh, we think we'll get three teams out this coming weekend, which will be a, a good thing for us if we do. Yeah, our first are currently sixth. Um, for seconds are. Fourth and our thirds are currently second, I believe. Third. Third, sorry, third. Third, third in Div 10. So, and that was after a, a complete washout last week, which is yeah. a big thing. Yeah. I don't happen very often the washouts, but. Uh, no, for, according to our friend Aidan Meelan over at uh, Ticknell Cricket Club, he reckons it's the first complete washout of the league, not a single ball bowled in either five or six years, mm. um, which is, it says a hell of a lot. But then, Look at some of the stats that have been around this week. The uh, the, the range has just affected the league so much this season; it's ridiculous. I'd, I'd use the Premier League as an example. Two and a half percent of games were cancelled in the whole of last season. Yeah. So far, almost twenty five percent have been cancelled. Ten times the amount. Amazing. Literally, yeah. One in four games. One in four. Amazing. Um, amazing so I, yeah. I think we've got away with it so far at Winsall, To be fair. Yeah, we haven't done too bad, really, have we? So, uh, yeah. So. Uh, all good. Nice interview with the two lads and uh, look forward to the next uh, coming episodes. What have we got coming up? Oh, we've got some interesting episodes coming up, haven't we? We, we, we visited a, uh, a manufacturer. That's all we'll say for yeah, now. That's, that's coming yeah. up very soon. 
Um, we've had a, a good chat with somebody who knows Yorkshire club cricket like absolutely nothing else. So yeah. we're spreading our wings a bit further up there. Um, I think we might be about to interview very shortly one of our very own, um, Mr. Kamal Sabani. Um, oh, really? Are we doing that, we're doing Kamal after all, are we? Yeah, that should be an interesting one, I think. Yeah. Uh, without a shadow. And then we've got one or two others lined up there in September. So we're getting ahead of ourselves a little bit, getting some stuff in the bank ready for the winter. Um, but, you know, if anyone's got any ideas of what they want us to record or someone to chat to, someone who's interesting, someone who's more interested than us, like, basically, um, yeah. then, you know, we're, we're willing to give it a go, aren't we? We are. I think we should end, really, on a bit of a high note and a low note a bit, really. We've got uh, two clubs from Staffordshire, both uh, were gunning to get through to Lords mm. uh, last weekend. And uh, Milford Hall got through to Lords, winning... Uh, their semi-final, and they'll now play in the Village Cup at Lords. I think yeah. that's on the 3rd of uh, September. That's right. And unfortunately, our friends Rolston uh, were attempting to get through to under-13s. Uh, they were in the national semi-finals at Elsacar Cricket Club up in Barnsley. There's been a few bits on our social media, but unfortunately, they missed out by 15 runs. It was a devastating day for the young lads, but they've got a great team at Rolston. Yeah. I'm sure they'll come back, so... You know, a success from Milford Hall, uh, not not so uh, with uh, Ralston, but uh, fantastic effort to get to that stage, I think. Absolutely. And I think the, the other games I'd like to just point out from around the country, we're now down to the last eight stages of yeah. the Vitality T20. Um, and our friends over at San Diego from our own league are in that last eight. That, that's the uh, cup games that if you win it, you get to play in the European cricket down in Spain <laughs> next March and represent the whole of the UK, which our friends at Hornchurch did. Yeah, so, yeah. You know, good luck to the last eight. Obviously, we'll be back in San Diego, but whoever gets through, we will back them and we will follow them all the way to Spain yeah. and you know, help them with a bit of publicity, etc. So continue to look out on our socials, our Twitter feed, Facebook, Instagram, usual stuff is on there. There's plenty of content, plenty to engage with. And uh, yeah, keep the stuff coming into us. Absolutely. I suppose it's logical for us to use the usual way to finish a conversation now, is it, Rich? Ciao, brethren. Sports Social Podcast Network. Stump, 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 stump,